0: Welcome to the Brooklyn Basketball Podcast, where we're going to take a deep breath, we're going to sink in the summer sonnet and summer air, and then maybe freak out about the future of Kyrie Irving. Evan Roberts, Mike Busseglia. Uh,
1: are you nervous? Are you nervous the Nets are going to lose Kyrie Irving? Very nervous, and the more I think about it, I think it does happen. Yeah, I'm I'm full blown nervous. Oh wow,
0: yeah, you've gone all the way with this. You have now just accepted that Kyrie Irving is going to be what an L.A.
1: Laker in a couple of weeks. I, I, I don't know where he's going. I don't think it'll be the Knicks. But you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. When there was James Harden rumors that happened, I just think the more and more I think about it, and the more and more I've tried to tell myself that things will be fine, things will be good, like. Kyrie's got a track record. Everywhere he goes, something happens. Why should Brooklyn be excluded from that? Because he's from West Orange, New Jersey. Not enough for me. And the more I think about it, the more I see it. I think ultimately this blows up and is one of the biggest failures that uh, you'll ever see. I uh, really believe that.
0: Well, one thing we've learned over the last three years, really since June 30th, 2019, is that nothing is predictable. I mean, there's nothing about this run, whatever you want to call it, Over the last three years, that's predictable. So I'm just trying to use common sense. And the common sense is that the Nets don't want to give Kyrie Irving a max contract. They did a year ago. They were willing to a year ago. Obviously, everything with the vaccine and the vaccine mandates changed that. But as we sit here today in late June, a week and a half or so before he's got to decide on his option, his player option, they don't want to max him out. And so it it does feel like it's an in-public negotiation where the Nets are saying, we're not going to give you a max. And Kyrie's going to play the cards of, you better give me a max. And the Shams report was a lot of that. It was a lot of Kyrie Irving saying, okay, you're not willing to give me a max. We're at an impasse. And here are some other teams I could potentially go to. The LA Lakers, the LA Clippers, and the New York Knicks. Three logical teams in terms of geography. But you got to ask yourself this. Does Kyrie Irving want to leave the Nets? You know, and when he left Boston and said, hey, I'd love to please bring me back or whatever he said, I'd love to come back. He clearly changed his mind. He didn't want to be in Boston. He wanted to come home. Do you really think he wants to go to the L.A. Lakers? Do you think he wants to go to the L.A. Clippers? Do you think he wants to go to the
1: New York Knicks? Does he want to stay with the Brooklyn Nets? Like answer that. Do you think he wants to stay with the Brooklyn Nets, Mike? I don't think he really truly cares i i I think to him i don't think it's about like the teams but i could see for reals i could see him saying i made a mistake he admitted it in the past i want to team up with lebron again let's see what happens and i think too that he feels so strongly about his self and his opinion and you know this is negotiations as he should if he thinks he deserves to get the max he deserves to get the max if that's what he feels that's what he feels but I'm now starting to believe more and more that the nets truly are upset about this and don't believe in him long-term and I'm getting worried and that's sinking in. So the more and more I have that fear, the more and more I see, well, LeBron, well okay. I, like, it's all adding up in my brain. You, you are right.
0: That Kyrie Irving probably feels insulted that he's not being off for the full max. Cause he looks at himself as an elite level basketball player. He doesn't look at the games he's missed over the last three years as his fault. And so to him, it's you got to give me a full max. How can you not give me a full max? Like that's totally happening. And if he does end up with the Lakers, sure. The rationale he'll use publicly is, yeah, me and LeBron, we're boys. We've always been friends. I can't wait to team up with him. But I disagree. I think he wants to be with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, would the Nets not offering him a max be enough for him to shop himself elsewhere? Of course, I think Aaron Judge wants to be a New York Yankee. But guess what? If the New York Yankees don't make Aaron Judge the best offer, He's not going to be a New York Yankee. So I think the game the Nets are playing, and I I think it's a very dangerous game. Mm -hmm. They're playing a game of chicken. They know Kyrie wants to be here. And maybe there's a part of them that thinks, well, the Lakers won't give him a max or the Clippers won't give him a max or he really doesn't have much to gain. And the thing with the Lakers and Clippers, which we'll get into in a little bit, is that they can't sign him. They can't sign him in a sign-in trade and they can't sign him, period. They would need Kyrie Irving to opt in and then be traded. So I think the nets think we've got so much leverage. Let's push this. Let's push this hard because we don't want to give them a full max. We don't want to give them the full five years guarantee. And by the way, I don't necessarily think it's the money more than it is the years and more mm-hmm. than it is kind of tying incentives to him making the max money. So I think this is a game of chicken, but what worries me is that you could piss him off enough where he's not going to want to come back. And that's why, not that I would just bend over and give him a full max, but I would be very careful in how I go about this process. But Kyrie struck the first blow because, bro, that report to Shams, that's a leak from Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. That's Kyrie Irving trying to scare the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Yeah, and what you said, too, is it's a game of chicken. But when you're playing a game of chicken with Kyrie Irving, it's different than playing with other people. And you hinted on that. And that would really scare me. And that's what gets in my mind. And that's the fear that I have is, Okay, it's public negotiations. You go, he go, we'll find a happy ground. I just see Kyrie being like, bleep it. I'm out of here. Let's go. And I, and I have, you know, it's a, it's a recency bias and it's real and it's playing in my head because I thought I was telling myself that James Harden was coming back. There's no way he's leaving that money on the table. He's staying here. And then ultimately he wanted out, he got his deal and he was gone. So in my head, I'm having all these factors of here's a superstar that left. And I get it. You have to distinguish the difference between the two. But when you see one superstar leave wants to get out of here, they get a return. And now you're hearing Kyrie Irving wanting this and that, and then thinking about how this could just implode in their face. That scares me. And but then there's the plus, self.
0: It, here's the thing I that pisses it. me off. They're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Nets. The James Harden thing, you could argue, wasn't their fault, right? James Harden sure. soured on Brooklyn, whether it was Kyrie Irving or it was something else, he didn't want to be here anymore. And he was a free agent at the end of the year, and the Nets had to make a decision. And they also knew, hey, one of the key pieces we're getting back is this 26-year-old all-star player. Even though he comes with a lot of questions and still hasn't played for this team, you could at least talk yourself into the return. The, the thing that really scares me about this whole discussion is is I don't know what the return would be, mm. whether it's the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Knicks. There's nothing that's coming back rationally nope. that would say, oh, you know what? I could argue the Nets are getting better. I know we talked earlier. I don't know if it was on air or off air about the idea of Anthony Davis. They're not getting Anthony Davis. Like That's not happening. So if they're not getting Anthony Davis and they're not getting Paul George or Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers and there's nobody on the Nick roster that would excite me. And I don't mean any disrespect to a guy like R.J. Barrett, but it wouldn't like what is that? Hey, we could talk ourselves into the return that would make the Nets say, hey, let's play the game because the worst case scenario is we get this as a return. The worst case scenario with Philadelphia was, hey, you get Ben Simmons. Hey, you get Seth Curry. You could at least talk yourself in to the return you're getting back.
1: Bro, uh, unless there's, there's something nothing. I'm missing, what return could you talk yourself into? There's the dynamic shooting combination of Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons missing every single <laughs> shot they take. No, there's nothing. I mean, no. it's it would be terrible. I mean, that's the point. But I mean, I would say at least if, if that were to happen, I would want something in return. I would want some players back to give myself this belief that there is some form of window opening. But no, there is none. And I want to wonder at this point, like what the Nets brass rationale like he said they're playing this game which I do believe and then you have Kevin Durant that's just there on the side because that's the biggest fear of all of it is okay Kyrie's gone what does that then mean for everything this this franchise needs with Kevin Durant and what's the trickle down from there and when the Nets are playing this game back and forth with Kyrie Irving there has to be some level of communication with Kevin Durant. There has to be. And I know people will hear that and go, that's ridiculous. It's the players that the ownership is different, but when you're looking at the long-term and I hate saying this, but in this case, I'm going to say it. They're playing chess here for three pieces down the road. They have to know when they make one move, how that's going to impact the other move. That's the even bigger part. And what, what, what is that dynamic? Because Irving and Durant are speaking. So what are they saying to each other? Like what is everybody telling each other that's taking this public, but then wanting to know like, what is Durant? Right. What is there? I I try to use logic
0: and sometimes logic is thrown out the window, but logically you would think they wouldn't do anything that would alienate Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant's the franchise right now. So if they know KD will be pissed off at the idea of moving on from Kyrie Irving, then you've got to swallow your pride. If you're Sean Marks or Joseph Sy, as much as Kyrie may have pissed you off over the last mm-hmm. year for the betterment of this franchise, you've got to keep Kevin Durant happy. And I know that pisses some people off Oh, the player entitlement era. Well, guess what? That's necessary. It's a star driven league. The worst thing that could happen is Kevin Durant says, all right, get me the hell out of here. And I know that's our biggest fear. Our biggest worry is more so Kyrie Ir- more so than Kyrie Irving leaving is the idea of, well, what does that do to Kevin Durant? So logically you would hope and maybe I'm being naive, but you would hope that Sean Marks and Joseph Tsai have conversed with have the to. franchise. They you have to. to. There's, yes. there's,
1: there's just no way in the right mind they're going, we'll do this, we'll see what happens, and we'll leave Kevin Durant here in the dark. And he's just waiting on the outside, fiddling his thumbs, looking at all these reports the same way. Oh, I just saw that Kyrie Irving's doing this. That's interesting. I'm, right. I wonder what mine... There's, there's just, it's not humanly possible that he does not know and in Sean Marks is saying, Hey, Kevin, here's the deal. I think we won't, we're going to bring him back. Here's what's going to happen. We're just in these negotiations, but right. I, I could then see Kevin being like, I be careful. Yeah. Be very careful. Cause Kyrie's, you know, his own man. He's one I want to do. And, and then it's over. Yeah. It's the, over.
0: Is, I, I understand ownership. now wanting to commit five years to Kyrie Irving. Like one of the big arguments I always hear against Kyrie is, well, he's unreliable. And none of us can argue that like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with any Nick fan who tells me Kyrie Irving's unreliable. Kyrie Irving's this Kyrie Irving's that. I totally get that, but I don't see barring something completely unforeseen a pathway to winning an NBA championship, unless this team is led by a threesome, if you will, of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and yes, Ben Simmons, you know, Mm -hmm. that's their only way to win. So despite the risks that come along with a five-year deal and despite the empty money that could turn into if he misses a bunch of games and things go haywire, that risk is better than the risk of losing him. And now trying to rely on an aging Kevin Durant with one sort of star around them in Ben Simmons. The, the only thing I I've been trying to rack my brain about, okay, let's say they're serious. Let's say more than just a negotiating tactic, they are willing to move on from Kyrie Irving. How do they replace him? Cause that's, the biggest point I've made It's the biggest point you've made. It's the biggest concern. How do you replace him? The LA Lakers offering Russell Westbrook is not enough. Anthony Davis is an intriguing discussion, but I don't think they're going to do that. Is there a three-team deal with the Lakers that sort of makes sense? Where, because the Lakers are the desperate team here. The Lakers are mm. looking at their roster. They're looking at an aging LeBron James, and they are probably willing to throw everything, everything, and the kitchen sink at the wall to try to win an NBA championship. So could they offer Russ and even more future picks not to us? Cause obviously the Russ idea is a terrible idea and those future picks do nothing for us, but can they offer Russ and those future picks to somebody else that entices that mysterious player to be enough for us to get back? So hypothetically, and I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there yeah. to try to figure out a way where this would make sense, where you and I would say, okay, they moved on from Kyrie, but wow, we got this, would be Bradley Beal. Like, does that make sense where Russ goes back to D.C.? Not that they care about bringing Russ back, but they're getting, you know, two Laker first-round picks in 2029 and 2027, whatever you want to come up with. And we end up with Bradley Beal. They end up with Kyrie Irving. I think that's the closest thing I could think of to, okay, we did all right. But is that even realistic?
1: Probably not, but 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 because I I don't see that coming together and happening. But I, that I would take. I mean, at this point, at this at this current moment, and if again, it you were assured that Kevin Durant was going to still be here, I would say let's just take Bradley Beal. I understand he's not as talented as Kyrie Irving, and no one would ever argue that. But based on you know he's a good, he's a, he's a elite level scorer. you you know, the consistency of just playing, uh, I'm not talking about injuries, but at least just from all this, this, the, the chaos that could occur out off the court, I'd be at least willing to take that chance and Bradley Beal's one of the guys I would sign up for in the scenario that you've provided. Yeah. That would, I would at least be like, okay, we got Durant. We got Bradley Beal. We're bringing back Ben Simmons. That's a team in the East that you could argue is in in the mix that can go ahead and win a championship. Now, would it be as great? Would it be as exciting? No, but at least you'd have a little more, maybe reliability, which I would, I would feel about good about into your original point too, about people saying, Oh, get rid of Kyrie Irving, get rid of Kyrie Irving. He's unreliable. He's unreliable. At this point, if you're a Nets fan, you have to go out on the hope that he will be reliable and things will change. I mean, that's sports fandom altogether. You know, when people are like, Oh, the Mets will blow it. They'll find a way. Well, they'll they'll screw it up. Even though they're twenty one games over five hundred, they'll find a way. Well, it's like, well, what, what's the point of me watching then? Like they're they're here. Let me enjoy it. Let's see what happens. If Kyrie Irving's back, I gotta cross my fingers and say he's gonna now be well, reliable because, like you said, it's gonna be better than you know. The, the, whoever the return, Jordan Clarkson being our star, like whatever. Well, That's the thing. What,
0: what gives you a better chance? What has a better chance of happening would be my retaliation to the, this whole point about Kyrie's unreliability. What has a better chance of happening? Kyrie Irving miraculously playing 70 games and staying healthy in the postseason or the three role players you got back being enough to win an NBA championship. And I would play my hand on just the idea that Kyrie stays healthy. Mm -hmm. On just, hey, maybe we get lucky. You know, maybe, maybe it finally happens. Maybe there isn't a vaccine mandate or there isn't some political cause he wants to be involved in. And he goes out and he plays for a full season. I think that gives you a better chance to win. But like, whenever I hear, and I did this with James Harden, whenever I hear, okay, these are the teams interested or this is where Kyrie could go, I always go to the next step and say, okay, well, what can I get? So when Shams reports... Lakers, Clippers, Knicks. And again, I know it's coming from Kyrie Irving, but just, uh, uh, what's that word? Not um, Humor me. That's it. Humor me and Biseglia. If those are the three teams interested and we know how the CBA works, the Clippers and Lakers can't make a sign and trade for Kyrie Irving. Not allowed in the CBA. So it would have to be a Kyrie opt-in and then a trade. So, by the way, that's hint number one, that if the announcement comes Kyrie's opting in, That may actually be a bad sign. (laughs) It may not be a good sign. If he opts out, he's not going to the Lakers and Clippers because they have no ability to orchestrate a sign and trade, right? Mm -hmm. So if he opts in, I was looking at the Lakers' salary structures, saying, okay, he's opted in. What can the L.A. Lakers offer me? So I see, all right, Russell Westbrook is making $47 million. Sure, that could work. Russ for Kyrie. You and I both agree. Terrible idea. Unless there's a third team involved, we have no interest in Russell Westbrook. Okay, that one's gone. Number two, LeBron James is making $44 million. Obviously, the Lakers are not trading LeBron for Kyrie Irving, so that one's out. Option number three is Anthony Davis. As much as I, in a perfect world, wouldn't do Kyrie for AD from kind of a fit standpoint, Like I understand the basketball argument of, you know what, screw it. Let's do it. I don't agree with it. AD even said he hasn't picked up a basketball since April, but okay. I don't think the Lakers are doing it. I don't think that's on the table. Then you look at the rest of their, the the contracts they have, they have Horton Tucker making 10 million. Okay. That's a piece coming back. You got Kendrick Nunn making five. And then bro, there's nobody under contract on this team that have anybody. So, other than a third team being involved with Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis, there's no trade with the LA Lakers. It doesn't exist.
1: Well, he's going to the Knicks, Evan. <laughs> okay. You want to play that game? Let's hear the, let's hear the Knicks Arrow. Yeah, right. I'd love to.
0: So the New York Knicks, and I, you know, we talked about this on oh, the radio card and Roberts should the Knicks go after him or not? Whatever. Do you want to take back Julius Randle? Do you have any interest? No. Okay. Do you want to take back Evan Fournier? Any interest? <laughs> no. I mean, he could never have enough shooting, but no.
1: No. Derek Rhodes. Yes, I would. I would take him back as a piece. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? I, I would like him as a part of the deal. Yeah, I would be okay with D-Rose. Yeah. yeah. I, he's my favorite Nick. Yes. <laughs> he he's a nice, helpful piece to bring back. Uh, Alec Burks. Is that enough for you? Uh, well, I mean... He can be part of this, but we need more.
0: By the way, what we've already realized is that the New York Knicks clearly can make a better offer than the LA Lakers because yes. the Lakers can't offer mm-hmm. us anything other than the, the fat start. contract of Russell Westbrook going somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Nerland's Noel at nine million bucks. Hey, they could use a big, I mean, no. think about it. Drummond's probably gone, Lamarcus is gone. Okay, you yeah. want Kemba at nine million bucks? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the, any of the, uh, look, they're not trading RJ. So I'm not going to yeah. like, let's not waste our time with that. I totally understand
1: that. You, you intrigued by IQ or Quentin Grimes? Does that get you all hot and bothered? IQ, I, IQ uh, you know, we, we can, we can add them into this, but again, there's not enough pieces here. At least, at least we got young, at least the Knicks now are, are in the ball game of offering you young players with low salaries, but you know, not, not enough. Not if the enough. Knicks offered us
0: a first round pick, and I'm a, I don't know if it's this year's number one, probably not, just based on the timing of everything. So sure. let's say next year's first-round pick. Knicks are now thinking they're a playoff team. All right, Next year's number one plus Derek Rose, Nerland's Noel, and IQ. Do you sit there and say, oh, okay, I'm intrigued? Or do you still throw that away and say, no, thank you?
1: You have to say, no, thank you. But if Kyrie's <laughs> just saying, I, I have to go across the river, I got to be at the garden, all those things I said in the past, the Mecca is where I really want to go home. No, I mean, the deals stink. They all, they all stink, but I, and, and, you know, for my point from beginning of just feeling like this is inevitable and happening when you lay out all these scenarios, I get you. It's just the scary thought of Kyrie saying you have no choice. That's right. the part. That's the part where he holds them hostage in a sense of saying, These negotiations didn't work. I don't want to be here anymore. I had a change of heart. I'm feeling the Lakers find a third team. And Sean Marks, who, by the way, has been pretty good at when he has to make a trade, said, "Okay, I'll do it like on the fly. Get us James Harden. Figured it out in 48 hours. Hey, James Harden wants out. Make a trade. He figured it out. Got Ben Simmons in 48 hours. He's probably pretty good at finding a third team and cooking something up where all of a sudden, you know, he gets involved in D'Angelo Russell and some other pieces right. coming back. What, whatever? Not not as good, but I could see him win that scenario. This is what he does, figuring something but, out. But you saying, know what? Okay, when, we lost. I got to make a deal.
0: When they made the James Harden trade, I know Ben Simmons on paper is a star. He's a former all-star. I get all that. I think we understood how the Nets could better themselves by adding more role players to this roster, uh-huh. adding another shooter in Seth Curry, which was so necessary, especially with the injury to Joe Harris and Patty Mills' struggles last year, adding another big end Andre Drummond. This team, look, this is still ultimately a superstar league, and as great as Kevin Durant was at times last year prior to the injury, obviously the playoff series was a disaster. I don't know if you want to have your strategy be let's be overly reliant on a 33 year old superstar. Like he needs help. And mm-hmm. so I don't think, which is different than the Harden scenario, that they're in a position to take a superstar and trade him away. Even if you're getting three really good role players, because ultimately this is still a star driven league. And the jury is way out on what Ben Simmons is right now coming off, not playing basketball for a freaking year and a half. And we all know he was never that dynamic at the ball in his hands kind of scorer, So It's different than the Harden thing. Mm
1: -hmm. It's just
0: in so many, so many ways. And by the way, the LA Clippers can offer a very similar kind of, Hey, a nice package of role players, Robert Covington and Luke Kennard and Norman Powell and Nicholas Batum and guys like that. And it's, it's fine. Like these are players that can help the nets. Don't get me wrong, but they would have to replace a star. And so the more you kind of look at this scenario And I understand Sean Marks is likely negotiating. It's just a bad situation to let him go. And ultimately, it is up to them because they're the ones not offering him a full max. And unfortunately, in negotiations, you're worth what someone's willing to give you. And if someone in the open market, even if it comes via a sign-in trade or an opt-in and then we will give you that contract a year from now, if someone's willing to give them that,
1: then you have to be willing to give them that because you can't lose them uh, yeah I, I i i think about just where where we how we got here in this scenario to get here and it was just like you said all self-inflicted where if if the nets and kd and kyrie and we were all just on the same page and we played and we went out there on the court and none of this bs happened it's just so easy. It's like, come on back. We've got a squad here. And and for the next, the decision wouldn't be this one where they're playing this game and they could just, and they could just sign them. And it's not my money and it's not my negotiations and it's not my fear. And I'm just in the moment. So I'm just like, guys, and I don't care about the crap that's happened. Let's just get this done. We don't need to go through all of this. I'm too stressed out to see this as a fan. Can we just make the deal happen? I understand it's unrealistic and This is all political back and forth and trying to get the best deal for Kyrie and the Nets are trying to be smart in the leverage that they have so they can save a couple bucks or save a couple years. But as fans, and we've been through just like the worst net season that we could have ever imagined going in here and everything that had happened and how it fell apart, it just feels like we just keep getting beat up every time we feel okay for a couple weeks, basically because there's no news. Something occurs or happens where it's like Ben Simmons had back surgery. Now we have Kyrie Irving in this report. It's just like it's just never ending. And it just won't like my thought was we're at the draft, we're at free agency. Like we could just push forward to next year, the roster, whatever it is with Kyrie and Durant and Simmons, whoever they fill out. I want to have a I want to have a debate why they didn't sign PJ Tucker. And it just it just never ends. It's like this misery is just this cloud is just covering them and it's just always there now and it's really frustrating it's it's
0: never ending and when you go back to 2019 and signing these two guys kd and kyrie i'm not saying i i thought we would win an nba championship but you had to think it'd be better than this you'd have to think that it wouldn't be these three years a wasted 1920 which we kind of knew going in a brutal disappointment in 21 with the injuries to James Harden and Kyrie Irving and the brutality of losing game seven the way they did. And then obviously the utter embarrassment of 2022 where James Harden gets traded and Kyrie can't play most of the games. And then the abysmal series against Boston to now, it's like it just just keeps getting worse. It's just something. And Mm. you start to think to yourself, my God, we're never going to see this team win. I mean, we brought in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then added James Harden. And we've had one series victory to show for it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's unbelievable. So it, for anyone who says, stop being negative. If you're an old New Jersey Nets fan, like you are, like I am, how can you
1: not be negative based on everything that's gone on? It's just,
0: it's like, you're waiting for the next kick of the balls.
1: Really? It really is. Like I, I, and it just, and I, I don't want to go back, Evan, to like, oh, Dayron Sharp's looking good in year two. This is like <laughs> we could be like, I, I'm done with that. Like, I like Dayron. He's he could help, but I'm done with I was I was in the mode of championships. Let's see if we can win a title. And 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 just to revert back to this so fast, um, is is scary. And the next, I mean, the next couple of weeks are are really big for this franchise. And it's just like fingers crossed that we can go into next season and people could just be having the narratives of, Oh, it'll never work. Kyrie's unreliable. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Ben Simmons can't get on the court because of everything that's happened in this past year. I want to have those conversations, not, you know, how does, um, just, you know, how does X role player fit in and give us 10 a game because we don't have scoring. I I I,
0: I just do it. You know what? The nets have failed in this Kevin Durant era. There's no question, but I want to see them fail on the court. And it seems like, You know, even though, look, did they fail on the court against Boston? Yeah, they got swept. They got swept by a better team. But always there was that cloud hanging over this entire season. The fact that they never really played together. The fact that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had barely played together. I mean, think about it. They've been here for three years. How many times have we seen them both on the court at the same time? So there's a part of me that wants that stability. Like if the news came out, Kyrie got a full max. I'd be ecstatic because at least I'll know and you'll know that, hey, for the next four years, Even if it ends in failure, we at least get to see it try to happen. Mm -hmm. We get to know because everything's been flux for the last few years. And there's always that level of what could have been. And I'm sick of what could have been. Bring the guy back. KD assigned for five years. Hopefully Ben Simmons plays basketball. And let's just see him play Mm -hmm. for a couple of years instead of the constant movement. And by the way, if they move on from Kyrie Irving, We're going to be waiting for that Kevin Durant shoe to drop at some point. So again, there won't be any stability with this franchise. And I think that's what sucks. And that's what makes being a net fan uh, pretty awful right now.
1: It's brutal. And, you know, to, to give some faith in like how, if, if these guys were here that it could work is after the Nets defeated the Celtics in five games the year before, you know, Brad Stevens moved in positions, Danny Ainge is gone. And everybody was like, Oh, the Celtics are done. They, They are done this this the nets won this trade and the celtics are a team that's going to be fighting for making the playoffs for the next couple of years here you are you know a year later and they took the warriors to six games in the nba finals because they had internal growth they got better they used the pieces they have and they played consistently and were well coached and did well you know like everybody was complaining about the yankees off season oh they didn't sign this guy they didn't get this well they just had to like internal growth happened with some smart signings here and there. And now the team's exploded and done well. And, I, and that's like, that can happen. Of course. It's still possible. Of but course. again, like you said, they just have to be there to at least attempt it instead of all this mess that just seems to always be so occurring. So
0: you're predicting Kyrie's gone
1: that he's going to opt in and then be traded. Cause that's the only thing that could happen.
0: He can't sound out right with the LA Lakers. So you're saying Kyrie Irving's in LA Lake opening day next year.
1: Yeah, and you did a good job making me feel with the with the evidence that you laid out there of the scenarios of how he comes back, but just this feeling of something bad inevitably is always going to occur, and this is going to be a flash in the pan. Something in my gut is saying it's over, and yeah, I I, I think I think uh, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I think they I think they move on, but like you said, if it was Bradley Beal. I think I, might, I think I might be down with that. We'll be really able to do. rationalize that a lot better.
0: I mean, we just will, you know, as, as compared to bringing back role players or, dare I say, bringing back Russell Westbrook. Maybe I'm naive. I think they're going to work something out. It just, it doesn't make sense for either party for them not to. So I'll remain, I'll die on the fence. I'll die on the line. Kyrie's back with the Brooklyn Nets, but we'll respond to it no matter what. So figure we'll do another podcast right after the decision's announced. Uh, check out Mike. Mike delivers pod at Mike delivers pod on Twitter. You could all hear his great podcast, the uh, Bad Weather fans with Alex, who's a good Knicks
1: fan who wants nothing to do with Kyrie. Right. right? He wants nothing to do with Kyrie. No, he wants nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. He wants the Knicks to build internally the growth of RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin. I agree with Michael him. Pickley, and then you I, know, I agree what with they him. do in the draft. Yeah, I, I don't think he's wrong.
0: I really don't. I think sometimes guys fit one team and doesn't fit another. I don't think couriering for the Knicks makes a lot of sense. So I'm actually with them on that. I think for us, it's a no-brainer. They got to keep them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So definitely check Mike out. Thank you very much for listening to the Brooklyn Basketball Podcast.